right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And my man, this is our 100th podcast. 100? 100? How did that happen already? Yeah. Amazing. I don't even know. Uh, 99 problems and the math is one of them for me. So (laughs) I... I lost it after like six or seven, but wow, man! Congratulations, sticking uh, sticking in here for a hundred, bro. Yeah, that's a uh, pretty badass. No doubt, no sure. doubt. Hey, we got a great friend, Darren Schilling. He's a product manager at Ride Tech. Now, Ride Tech's one of the companies we all need. Everybody needs some stuff from Ride Tech. You'll you see Ride Tech. You see what cars have done, and I think a lot of people probably associate Ride Tech. You know, for for the early stages of hot riding, Ride Tech was known for the for the '64 Impalas, right? That like to do the psh, psh, you know, with the hydraulics and the airbags and drop them down on the ground and do the scraping thing. And you saw that sort of culture evolve. And all of a sudden, they started into all these, like, kits you can get. And all of a sudden, man, they make your car, like, bite and hug the road. And all of a sudden, you know, they got into late model muscle cars and, you know, classic cars. And you start to see these crazy things that they're building, these street grip suspension kits, air ride suspension control systems, you know, different complete suspension packages they're bringing into the fold now. Like, these guys have grown up performance is their is really their brand nowadays well i think they've been around since i don't know i think like mid 90s uh so these guys are pushing 25 plus years so you can imagine how much growth development you know how much they've really kind of helped to shape the game nowadays and like you mentioned man everything from the old school stuff to you know late late models to corvettes to trucks uh, to just, yeah. you know, your typical street rod custom stuff. So they have suspension, shocks, coilovers uh, for just about anything. So it's kind of a one-stop shop. They got some steering bits. Uh, and you mentioned, man, they got uh, everything from air ride to very conventional, uh, you know, coilover type stuff, uh, four links, uh, you know, their level tow kits if you're towing, such like that. So anything suspension these guys got you covered, man. This is going to be great, kind of diving into some of the goodies. Yeah, man, and a lot of people don't necessarily, they would associate Rytec, for say, with like really ripping, rage and fast, you know, badass quarter-mile cars. But I got a buddy who's got a bubble-top Impala, right? He's got Rytec airbag suspension on it, and the thing's in the sevens, bro. It's running quarters in the sevens. Oh, so, kidding. Yeah, so you could beat on these things. Uh, they really have 
up their game as far as performance goes. And it doesn't matter if it's quarter mile stuff, if it's road course stuff, just touring stuff, cruising stuff. They got to cover it at all levels. So I'm really anxious to talk to to Darren and see, you know, where where their technology is really taking them and what the demand is out there. Because I imagine, like you, my friend, people love driving these cars nowadays, and this is a real good way to plug your car up to the next level. Yeah, and speaking of, uh, you know, you jump on their website, they've got their customer cars. Uh, you can see how many hundreds, thousands of cars, sweet-ass rides are decked out with the Ride Tech. Yeah, man, every single car show you go to, it doesn't matter what it is, you're going to see a whole ton of Ride Tech underneath these cars. Uh, and it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't matter if it's performance, if it's, you know, roundy course, you know, and, and time attack type stuff, or you like cruising, or you're doing late model muscle cars. Uh, and the big thing I'm sure Daryl will talk to us about, and we've seen this kind of unfold, it seems in the last number of years, are trucks, dude. Trucks have blown out of everything imaginable several years ago. They have really stepped out of bounds on what most people's idea and concept of a truck was. Oh, amen, man. The truck scene is, like you said, blowing up through the, through the roof. Uh, and I didn't jump on it yet. So I'm like, <laughs> man, am I going to be able to get in this before it's gone? Before it's unattainable? Yeah, man. Unobtainian. Uh, I got myself a square body. I'm just, I just got to sit it over on the side waiting for me to, you know, do the LS swap like everybody else in the world, <laughs> uh, which, you know, you, you got to appreciate the new drivetrains. You got to be, you know, when you upgrade your car is so significantly different when you take your car from the old pivot points and suspension components uh, and that mushy steering and all that body roll and, you know, just all that mush, you know, into a, a modern type suspension. God, I'm telling you guys, nothing makes the car want to be driven like upgrading the guts underneath it. And it really does just scream for you to drive it. Oh, it's it's pure confidence. It's pure joy. It's pure entertainment. Uh, but if you don't have that confidence, you're not having that fun factor. You know, when you're just kind of squishing and squashing around the road and it's, you know, uh, do I really want to hang this turn that hard? Uh, if I'm not confident, man, I'm backing off. I'm just getting through it. You know, I'm coming <laughs> on the other side like, eh, that was weird. You know? Yeah, yeah. I just think my old 70, my first car was a 71 Dodge Charger, man. And I got it pretty fast in a quarter mile, but good Lord. When I lived in Kentucky going home on those country roads, man, that car was so soft and mushy. The whole body would just dip. Bruh. It was, it was, God, it was awful just driving that stupid car around. And these guys make all the difference in the world in that fun factor of being out, being able to get out there and use and abuse your car, have some fun with it. Well, I'll tell you what, let's take a quick break. Let's come back with Darren Schilling from Ride Tech and get some inside skinny. Yeah, all right, we'll do it. It's Two Guys Ride Podcast. Kevin Bird, Willie B, back after the break. All right, this is Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Dun, 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 dun. Today, it's all about Ride Tech. Like, that name is synonymous with airbag suspension, but you guys are going to be shocked, surprised if you hit their website in the last little bit, number of years or so. Uh, you're going to see all these upgrades. I'm talking performance stuff, man, for coilovers and four-link setups to everything you need suspension-wise to get your ride right. Yeah, so Darren, get us started, man. So. What really sets you guys apart and how do you guys approach the suspension, you know, kits, parts, pieces, the shocks, the whole bit? You know, for us, when, when we're, you know, it all starts with the people that work there. Uh, virtually everyone that works at Ride Tech, uh, down to the, the founder, Brett Vocal, 
is very passionate about hot rods, uh, uh, driving the, their old vehicles. But, but as you touched on earlier, nobody wants to, to drive that old car and, and, and deal with the old uh, drivability issues that, that it came with. So uh, when we're looking at you know, solving some problems with these cars, we're not just looking at making, you know, bolting some parts on it and give it a cool stance and, and, and look good on there. We actually want something that's going to improve the suspension geometry, uh, that's going to let us get a lot more modern alignment uh, settings when we do align the vehicle. Uh, reducing the body roll, shock technology has been huge for us over the last 10 years. We've invested a lot of time and effort into shock technology. And, and those have been severely overlooked over the years as to, to how important a shock absorber is for the car. Now, you know, you hit on a good point there, Darren. A lot of people don't quite understand just the evolutionary leaps that have unfolded in, in shock technology. I know you guys uh, have been playing that game uh, for almost a decade now, really diving into making it better. What are some of the things that you found um, old and new comparisons, things that you feel like really made the product evolve a little bit uh, and really come next level? A lot of it, what really took us to the next level, uh, as you touched on, Aride Technologies, what was the original name of the company, started back in 96. And for the first 10 years, it was all about going low, you know, getting that car as low to the ground as possible and, and still maintain some drivability out of it so we can lift the car up high enough to drive it. And that was all we were looking to do at the time. And, and, and when it come to shocks and sway bars, usually fell short. And then around 2008, in that neck of the woods, we started doing some more performance driving events. We were out at good guy shows doing autocross, getting out to road racing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody just gets kind of tired of sitting around at the car shows all the time. So, so you start getting out and you actually using these cars what they were intended for. And we really got into the pro touring movement. Uh, started doing a lot of Camaros and Chevelles and Mustangs and, and some Mopar stuff. I remember seeing you guys out at uh, the Optima Challenge. Uh, I think Brett brought out, what was that, a 33? Factory 5, something like that? Yeah, yeah, we built that Factory 5 33, which is uh, a different build for us. We've done a lot of street rod products over the years, but but that was a different type of street rod altogether. It was 700 horse, all aluminum, 315 wide tires. It weighed 25, 2800 pounds, super light. And that was one wicked car. That was a bad little beast right there, man. You guys still have that thing or did you let it go? Is it still in the staples? No, it ended up going at Barrett Jackson and, and got sold to, to start working on the next one. So. Oh, I think it's got to hurt, man, especially when he has some of your blood, sweat, tears, and pride into it to see it go across the auction block. He's like, no, I love you, though. On to the next one. <laughs> yeah. But, but with every vehicle we built came a whole new set of products, right? A lot of these products we developed, we didn't even know that we needed them or wanted them. And all of it was born usually in building a car of some one or another. Uh, like our new street grip suspension packages, uh, we were building a, a 69 Z28 that really all originals, numbers matching 302 car that, that needed to be factory. You know, that was the kind of car that you really don't want to put a four link and tubular arms. You want to keep some originality to it. But man, if you want to drive that thing at all, you got to make some upgrades. And so be because of that build of that car was born a whole new product line for us. So. Well, you see, so you've got your street grip suspension. So kind of walk us through what you would expect in one of those type of kits. Yeah, so we've obviously done the air suspension stuff for, for you know 25 years. Uh, we've been doing coilover conversions for a lot of cars, four links, tubular arms, uh, all that stuff. Uh, and then uh, uh, the street grip is the newest. Uh, we've been doing those last three or four years here. Got them available for all the muscle cars. and. and the idea there was, uh, again, to keep something a little bit more original looking, A, uh, 
and, and be within a budget. We wanted to get the most bang for the buck for 2000 to 2500 bucks for a complete suspension package. And that's what the street grip kits are designed for. Uh, originality and, 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 and getting the most out of your money. So. And I tell you, I mean, just from, from your stock ride to doing that is such a huge, huge difference. I mean, oh, it's a God. brand new car. Now, let's say somebody wants to take it to, you know, that next level. Uh, how do you go about putting, you know, do you, do you order the street grip with some upgrades or, you know, if you want to get into your strong arm, you know, tubular arms, uh, any other kind of upgrades and the coilovers? I mean, how do you, how do you work that scenario? Yeah, so the, the street grip kit comes with a dual rate coil spring and dual rate spring technology. If you guys haven't looked into it really works phenomenally for, for getting excellent ride quality and, uh, and yet maintaining the extra stability when you need it under hard braking and uh, cornering and, and things like that. And so, for example, on a on an early Camaro or Chevelle on the front with the dual rate springs, we're starting out with about a 480 pound spring. And then after the suspension compresses about three quarters of an inch, that's going to bump it to a, a, about a 700 pound spring. A little bit different than a progressive rate spring. It's actually a dual rate and they work phenomenally. Uh, and then the other things we're doing with that were upgrading the um, um, shock absorbers as well and, that, and, and the control arms. We're gonna rebuild the control arms with some Delrin bushings and, and tall ball joints and all that. Now, when we go to a coilover kit, we're taking everything to another level, but it's kind of a different angle at it. So with a coilover system, we're gonna have a tubular arm built specifically for a coilover. Uh, when we design a control arm specifically for a coilover, we can get the motion ratios uh, improved on it, uh, we, we can get the, the clearances better on it and we can get more travel. We can get a longer travel shock in it. Uh, and at that point, instead of using a taller ball joint, we're actually going to use a taller spindle, you know. So, so there's not a lot of upgrades from the street grip to the coilover. That's something you really want to make uh, a decision on up front. But however, currently we're actually in development on some coil spring with, with spring buckets and a coil spring type lower arms. It's probably one of the last one of the, the things that we need the most uh, because we've had a ton of customers asking, you know, they put the street grip kit on and then at the end of the day, they end up wanting to upgrade to a tubular arm to get a little bit more caster out of it, for example. And, um, and so that is something we will have uh, next year is coil spring control arms. I think that'll be a huge market for us. Yeah, man. I, I love that, of that evolution. Like you said, not many people approach it uh, as, as okay. If I'm going to run a coil over, let me design all the components around around that one main piece most people it's kind of a one size fits all you know okay here's a tuber control arm and it doesn't matter what shock you're going to run with it so it's a a pretty cool and specific approach and therefore allows you to get probably a lot more performance out of it oil lovers got a bad rap over the years for having bad ride quality and bad performance not bad performance but definitely bad ride quality and a lot of that came to from from people trying to lower these cars down uh using you know, stock style lower control arms or a stock replica control arm. And you end up using such a short shock absorber in it that you just can't, you know, get a very good ride quality, but you don't have enough suspension travel. And then you got to use a higher spring rate and all kind of snowballs from there. So, so getting a good amount of travel out of your suspension is key in handling and, and, and ride quality, especially. So. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, you mentioned kind of improving the motion ratio and that's trying to get as much uh, movement out of the shock for how much your wheels going up and down. Now, do you know internally, you know, what's going on within the shock that's uh, allowing that motion to, uh, let's say, better, you know, make your suspension active and grip and and, and handle? Yeah, so 
just a quick, for anyone who doesn't know what motion ratio is, uh, when you look at uh, where the shock attaches to the lower control arm, that's a lever arm. Your lower arm is just a lever arm. If you're looking at it from the, from the front view, most of the early GM stuff, uh, we're in a, a close to a, a two to one leverage ratio or a 0.5 uh, motion ratio. And, you know, so for example, if you got a thousand pounds of the wheel, you got almost 2000 pounds being applied to the spring. And by, by moving that shock out towards the ball joint a little bit more, uh, as much as we can within clearances with the spring pockets and such, uh, the, A, that lets us use a lighter spring rate. Uh, on some of these cars, if you don't improve the motion ratio, you end up using maybe a thousand pound coilover in the front. And it's, uh, although the wheel rate might, might be similar, but uh, it's very difficult to get a lot of preload into a thousand pound spring. Uh, and, and the other thing it does is it's moving the shock twice as fast. Uh, so, so if, uh, for however fast the wheel moves in a bump, the shock's moving twice as fast. So, so uh, the, the further, you, the closer you can get the shock to the ball joint, uh, the, the more one-to-one -one that, that, that motion ratio is, and, and the shock is just, a, it's a lot stiffer, uh, it, and, and B, it, it, it just works a lot more better. It can react much quicker to what's going on with the bump. Yeah, if you look like an Indy car, Formula car, uh, granted, they put the shocks inboard and they got some uh, bell cranks on them, but you can see where you know the big push rod is attached, and it's pretty much almost at the ball joint. So you're not bending the A-arm, right? You've got kind of a, at least a one-to-one -one as far as the, the lever on the lower control arm, and you still have the angle to, to deal with. But uh, you can see where Formula One, you can see where IndyCar is going. And yeah, without the packaging issue of trying to get that coil way out there, I mean, that's definitely where you want to go. And so, yeah, being able to design, you know, as much as you can within the, uh, you know, the, the stock, uh, you know, constraints, uh, it's definitely all in the right direction. It's one of the main design criteria across the board with all of our parts is making it as bolt-in as possible. Uh, yeah, for in this particular example, if we move that, shock out another inch yeah it's better performance but now you got to cut the frame pocket in half and same with a lot of our four link designs we can get really really good suspension geometry and good anti-squat percentages and, and yeah maybe there's another two percent on the table but that requires you cutting your back seat out of the car and so <laughs> across the board we, we keep the installer in mind we really a lot of our customers are diyers these are guys that are good mechanics uh, but they're not fabricators. And, and so making our, star, our parts easy for our customers to install is very important. You know, it's, it's funny because I'm thinking about what, what Kevin and you were just discussing, you know, with some Formula One, you, you know, and, and some stuff like that. But it's also on new pickup trucks. It's on, you know, you go to their website, get, it, get this kind of technology for your 63, 372C10 or your, you know, your, your GMC C10 and now, you know, the old square bodies uh, or whatever it is you're driving, modern muscle as well. I got, a, I got a 2012 Camaro and they got upgrade kits for that. You think that handles good until you put some of this stuff underneath it and realize um, there's night and day difference. So really, um, you know, go, going back to that pickup truck stuff, have you seen, like we, we've seen, it seems like people are exploding with pickups nowadays. I can't believe I sold my 92 Chevy pickup for 2,500 bucks five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's crazy. Yeah, if you had a, if I, an SS 454 right now, you'd be rich. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it is crazy how that market has exploded. And it's great. It's great for all of us. I mean, Chevy trucks, you can't go wrong with it. It doesn't matter what year. If it's a 40, uh, 4754 or on up to, to brand new trucks, we're, we're doing a lot of development on the brand new Chevy pickups as well. And, um, 
uh, yeah, the, the Chevy trucks in general do great, but you know, the F100s are coming around. Uh, they're still pretty reasonably priced to get a good F100. Uh, and we're working on some parts for those trucks as well. Yeah, man, truly amazing. Uh, you know, you dive on your website, and again, here's something that you guys really need to spend some time at. It doesn't matter what your application is. They've got a suspension package for it. They've got something to definitely improve it from late model muscle cars, uh, the street rides, even to uh, to Corvettes. So what is it that you guys are selling the most of right now that you see people reacting to? Still, first-gen Camaro is our biggest market, but, but one of them that's grown the most over the last five years is our Corvette market. Uh, we've really dove into the C2, C3 market with a really nice suspension package for those cars that lets you simple bolt-on parts. Again, you can get very modern drivability out of your old Corvette. Uh, like you said, the truck market, 88 to 98 C1500s, square fender trucks, um, all that stuff's great. And Chevelles, I mean, really, it's kind of a team effort there. I don't know that we got one particular application. It's just a little bit of everything. Hey, have you seen during COVID-19, the pandemic and everything, have you seen a big rise in demand for all these suspension parts and pieces? Like, you know, people that we talked to said this has been for car companies. Uh, uh, what are their best years ever on record? Absolutely. You know, it, it's been kind of a broken record every month this year and uh, all, all very welcomed. And we, we've been blessed to have uh, some good suppliers, some good vendors to help us keep pushing parts out the door without any major lead times. And, uh, but yeah, everybody's digging all their old stuff out. I know I'm doing it. I got my old 70 Chevelle dug out, doing a bunch of upgrades on it. And everybody worked from home for a few months there this spring and, you know, family vacations got canceled and they got extra time and extra money and digging out that project they haven't touched in 10 years. Yeah. Might as well, might as well work on that. So, which is completely the opposite of what a lot of us expected coming into this. I mean, we were prepared for the worst, right? Yeah. But, but very yeah. reassuring to see that, that the hot rod industry flourishes under any circumstances. So. Well, I think you kind of nailed it earlier. One of the things that you guys seem to really excel at is doing everything possible to improve the design, improve the parts, the components, the system, uh, but still make it bolt on for the DIY guy at home, right? So it's a very unintimidating kind of strategy for somebody, you know, really wanting to do the work, upgrade their vehicle. They can buy something that pretty much transforms their car, but they're not cutting into their frame rails and moving their spring perches around and you know, doing a lot of really, you know, maybe scary for a lot of full complicated stuff, uh, but they can go in and do, you know, all the boltons and really dramatically change the whole dynamics of their ride. Yes, indeed, man. So we're going to dive back more with our boy Darren from Ride Tech. You guys jump on their website, ridetech.com. we got a quick break now. More of my man Kevin Bird, Darren Shelley from Ride Tech, and Willie B after the break on the Two Guys Garage podcast. It's Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Darren Schilling on. He is the product manager at Ride Tech. And anybody, the moment they jump on their website, when they pick their jaw up, all right, is going to be like, wow, I can significantly improve the ride, the suspension, how my car feels, handles, and, you know, the personality of the car. It's one thing to sling an old school Camaro around a turn or do a cool burnout in it. It's another thing when it's out there ripping up, you know, your local time attack track and handling turns and corners like, you know, like a modern day sports car. That's when it gets really cool. Amen, man. Now, for any of you guys, uh, you know, thinking about airbags, they definitely have, you know, years and years of experience. Uh, now, what do you guys typically, you know, recommend as far as um, 
you know, usage, you guys got your, your control system. What is it? The what, Ride Pro X? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The Ride Pro X uh, is a, a control system. We launched that last year and uh, it, it operates primarily off of any smartphone device. So it's completely wireless uh, and, and it lets you monitor the air pressures and, and you got three different presets. There's actually a PowerPoint module that plugs into your cigarette lighter and it will communicate wirelessly directly to the computer. Uh, to, to you can trigger your presets through the PowerPort module or through any uh, iPhone or Android device. Now, how how much in the performance range? Because I've had a lot of guys running airbags type stuff, and you think, man, it's just for show. You know, it's just to kind of ride low. You know, it's just to look cool. But they are out there ripping some track times. I mean, how comparable do you think uh, you know a decent air ride system is to a typical you know shock, spring, coilover, whatever? So. Airbags, I like to use the term air spring more because really that's more descriptive of what's going on. Uh, air springs have spring rates and spring characteristics just like a coil spring does. Given amount of force for a given pressure uh, and, and you can create very similar, uh, you can't get quite as aggressive uh, with an air spring as you can coil springs as far as you know ultimate road racing goes, but man, you can get really good. Uh, but the majority of the magic isn't with the coil spring or the air spring selection. It's with the tubular arms, you know, fixing all the suspension geometry. It's with the spindles uh, doing the same. Uh, sway bars, uh, you know, big, huge sway bars and, and you know, Delrin bushings to get rid of all the suspension bind, uh, you know, getting rid of the leafs and doing one of our bolt-in four-link packages. Those are all the parts that's, that's making the significant improvements to it. Uh, I could probably put you in two cars, one with air suspension, one with coilovers, all else being equal, and you wouldn't know the difference. Wow, man. Talk a little bit about that factor. You said that four-link bolting, kid. A lot of people are, I'm sure that sparks their interest. And like I said, you guys can dive on their website, ridetech.com, and see everything we're talking about from that to they carry full-on brakes and rear ends now. I'm in that section right now on their website. But explain the bolt-on four-link kit. I'm sure that sparks a lot of people's interest. So, yeah, we do a ton of bolt-in four-links. Uh, kind of started back in the air suspension days. Uh, you know, when you got a leaf spring and trying to put an air spring on it, uh, you know, you got a couple different springs working together and, and you got to pull, pull leaf springs out to lower the car down or, or do a flip kit or whatever, depending on the application. But uh, leaf springs just have too many drawbacks. It's one device uh, that's trying to hold the vehicle up, uh, keep the axle centered left or right, control, pinion wrap. Uh, and it, it does all of them, but it doesn't do all of any of them very good. And by doing a four-link system, we can we can divorce all those different things, and you got one specific component for each job. Uh, and now we can very easily put different spring rates in the car at will. Uh, you can adjust the vehicle height at will, be it, be it with the air spring or a coil spring, and uh, and obviously the shock technology with all the Fox monotube shocks that we use is is second to none there. So. You know, it's funny because you said you said leaf spring that was designed for the horse and carriage. You guys, just to, when you when your old muscle car has a leaf spring, I'm in a garage right now full of Mopars. Every damn one of them uh, from the factory came with leaf springs. Know all about it. Like you said, they do work for all of the above, but they don't work at any point very well. <laughs> so, you know, it's a big improvement when you can upgrade to a four link. And what does it take to put one of these in? Are, are they are they all bolt in? Are they mostly bolt in? Like how complicated is it for for um, Link? So look at Camaros, Mustangs, Novas, uh, those typical applications. Mopars, we got a few different B and E body Mopar uh, kits that we offer. They are virtually bolt in. We, we never cut into the floor pan. We can get the anti squat percentages 
uh, where they need to be in the roll centers, where they need to be without intruding into the floor pan. Uh, lower axle brackets on most of those applications weld on. For the most, we do triangulated four link on a lot of those cars for, for packaging reasons. And uh, the triangulated four link, we usually got to weld a couple tabs to the axle tube, but we provide a jig that helps you locate those tabs. Uh, so really all you can do is get the axle set at right height, which will give you the dimensions, center the axle left to right, uh, and then set your pinion angle, and then, uh, and then weld the tabs on, you know, that the, the jig will place them on the axle tube for you. So some people get intimidated by that, but it's a pretty easy deal. And we do work with companies like GearFX and Curry Enterprises that you can buy a rear end from or buy it from us or forth from them uh, with all these tabs welded on already. If you're going to be buying a 9-inch NOAs or a 12-volt, yeah. Definitely better better off getting one with all this welded on already. So, yeah, no, that's a great way to go for definitely for anybody that's want to get out in the you know driveway or garage and, and do the the welding on part. But um, on the trucks, it's a pretty easy deal too. Most of those require a C notch because we're trying to get the car low, so we got to notch the frame. That's yep. pretty standard. Yeah, uh, and a few of them you got to cut some trim, some bracing on the floor uh, on the truck truck bed uh, floor underneath. Uh, but in no circumstances are we cutting the bed up because we d just don't want to go that that extra to go that extra inch and a half or two inch drop to have to cut the bed up just doesn't make any sense to us because so many of our customers do care about the holding the originality and actually using their truck to haul stuff. And, and uh, yeah, that's the very that's that ride tech very practical sort of perspective on right how to deliver a fun factor. Yeah, man. You know? Hey, and you know what they delivered at a really crazy affordable price. So. He got me when he said, uh, you know, first-gen Camaros, and he even said some B-body Mopars, so I jumped in here, and yeah, you could you could get a universal kit that would do a, a B-body charger. I'm looking at it for my 67 Camaro, but I mean, it's a lot more affordable than, than what you think. You know, you, you look at some of these kits, and you know, just the higher-end ones are, you know, 1900 bucks, you know, for, a, for the full setup. So you're looking at a price that everybody could afford when it comes to, you know, upgrading their hot rod. Yeah, the Mopars, we got the, the couple different four-link kits for it. The, the front of the Mopars, not that we don't like Mopars, but uh, we actually did a 73 Challenger some years ago. Really cool car. Uh, and uh, But the K-member in the front with the torsion bars, uh, I tell you, you can do a lot of improvements to the front of that car because with the torsion bars, you can already adjust the ride height where you want it. So, so you got that going for you. Uh, and a good monotube adjustable shock and, and a decent sway bar. And I know you can even get some higher rate portions for the front end if you're, if you're after the, the handling aspect. Uh, but to get really serious with a coilover conversion, because if you try to do a coilover on those cars, you're putting too much weight on that front upper shock mount, and then you have to worry about uh, fender to hood gaps closing in and just putting loads in places that they really weren't designed for. So, so if you want to do a full-on coilover conversion, we got a company, uh, several aftermarket frames we work with. Riley Motorsports is one of them that, that we do a lot of work with. Oh, yeah, the... Old altercation setup, yeah. Old altercation stuff, yeah. That's a really good setup, and he offers our coilovers and stuff as an upgrade. I've got I've got one of those kits on on one of my chargers. So yeah, know all know all about that kit, man. It's uh, it's definitely cool, and and I, I love that you guys, re regardless of where you're at with your hot rod, because there's some guys that it's anything they could do just to be able to you know push it from A to B. They offer bolt-ons that you could do, have the confidence to pull it in on a Friday, pull it out on a Sunday, and the transformation in how your car feels and how it handles around corners, turns, and driving from point A to B is significantly improved and it doesn't bust your budget. You know, it just doesn't matter how, car, how cool these cars look. Uh, with Everybody's spoiled these days, right, uh, with, with today's modern drivability and the braking systems and, 
and how well the car handles and uh, going down the interstate, it's just, you know, one thumb on the steering wheel. And then they jump in their old car and it's just not nearly as enjoyable, uh, especially if their kids or wives are going to drive the car, then you got to hear about that. And, and really trying to get some modern drivability and, and new steering box technologies. Um, you know, we work a lot with, with the guys at Borgeson and, and Turn One on steering uh, box. It's a good steering box. It goes a long way uh, into providing better handling uh, out of these cars. It gives you a much more modern rack and pinion style feel uh, to it. But, but you get these cars driving like a new car and you'll drive them twice as much. Yeah, you will. You mentioned earlier about you know, really learning a lot over the years in, in shock technology, manufacturing, et cetera. So what are some of the things that you guys have learned? You know, we talked about the airbags, but now switching back into, you know, a true, uh, you know, hydraulic shock, maybe even a coilover setup. You know, what what's kind of the big things that you guys have learned over the years? Spend some money on shocks. Uh, good shocks are worth their weight in gold, and they're not cheap. Uh, we used to use a lot of the old blue Monero shocks with our air suspension kits back in the day. And, uh, and then we started slowly getting into using some, some better shocks and, and we just didn't quite understand at the time until we started doing more performance driving. And, uh, and about 2010, we actually teamed up with Fox Racing uh, on a military project we had at the time uh, with, with them providing us some, it was an air suspension uh, uh, for, for an old military project. And uh, we really had to go to, the, to Fox to, to find shocks that would hold up to what they, the abuse they were going to put it to. Uh, and, and it was about that time we decided to make the switch and, and we let Fox build all of our shock absorbers. And it got to the point, you know, we'd had some shock failures with some of the old shocks we used to use uh, back in the day. They might have been nice, pretty shocks with knobs on them, but they didn't like to hold oil all the time. And we just got so sick of, of shock failures. And, and so we, we invested in, into the Fox shock and haven't looked back. And actually at the point, uh, you know, couple of years into it where we actually launched a million and one mile warranty on all of our shock absorbers. Yeah, I saw that. And we still have that warranty. And I tell you, we never thought twice about it because, you know, they, they can take a beating. We, we can just beat the crap out of those Fox shocks and they live forever. So. A million and one mile warranty, you guys. That's You can't stop at a million. You know what will happen there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. A million. We have over a million mile warranty. That's incredible, yeah. man. Uh, and, and if you're out there looking – Really recommend you look into the Street Grip. It's basically they're complete, easy to install solutions. Uh, they got lowering springs, adjustable shock absorbers. Uh, the bushings are all upgraded. Heavy duty sway bar, taller ball joints, uh, different wedge plates you can get into the ball joints if needed. Shackles, hardware, uh, all the instructions you need. A tech support that's always there. Like they really make it any and everything you need to get the job done. Uh, and it's a great way because it's. It's a complete kit, and you know it's it's tried and true and tested, uh, and they've done thousands of them to uh, to back it up. So that's that's a real easy way, and it's really simple on the website too. You enter your year, make and model, bro, and then it boom, it kicks you out exactly what you need. Uh, you just put in your zip code, and it'll give you shipping price. So it is complete, man. It's complete, uh, and damn cool to have. Well, you know what, man? There, there are two steps to really shredding it out there on the street and on the track, right? First, you got to get the hardware, right? So that's kind of what we're talking about here. But the second part is, uh, in a lot of cases, you got to dial it in. You got to tune it in, right? What are your camber settings? What are your yeah. toe? You know, if you got all these adjustable shocks, where do you set them at? And, and it's really cool if you go on their website in the tech section, they've got suspension tuning guide for high-performance vehicles. So it doesn't matter if you've got their stuff on or not go to their website 
and they've got a really great uh almost like a table you know a table or chart and it walks through you know tires camber toe caster springs bars and your shocks and it kind of gives you uh you know a condition it says you know corner entry understeer you know all right more front compression more rear rebound you know so you can kind of walk through and you know as you're doing maneuvers uh whether it's on the street or on the track you kind of look at this guide and 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 figure out if i should you know up my sway bar if i should you know put a couple of clicks in my shock uh and really kind of take uh, everything that comes out of the box it handles really really well and put that final polish on it man and just eek past that other guy next to you uh you know in the other lane or uh you know right in front or behind you out on the track uh so really cool they got a lot of good tech on there and uh, you know some of the shock tuning specifics as well so great great resource no matter if you have their particular products or not man so check out the website for that hey you know who you just reminded me of like you could be Cole, I think his name was Cole Trickle, right? Is that Days of Thunder guy, Tom Cruise? Cole yeah. <laughs> when, when he was afraid to tell the one guy he didn't know anything about cars, <laughs> he's like, ah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, but you can go to their, like you said, you can go to their tech side, and it, it will basically break down uh, a shock tuning, you know, quick guide. What is understanding compression, rebound, uh, what you're looking for, what the car does A, B, or C. Uh, it really does help you along the the way and understand what's going on underneath your car because a lot of people could drive the wheels off of it they just don't know necessarily perhaps what it's doing underneath it and how to improve it so maybe that's a good way to start and up the level of both you and your car at the same time yeah absolutely and, and as you guys are looking on the website here obviously you're going to see a lot of your make model driven stuff and that's definitely the way to go as long as you have one of those cars right but what happens when you don't see your car uh, what happens when you don't see a 32 Ford uh, or, or a 49 Merc? We do a ton of custom stuff, uh, you know, as far as shock absorbers and shock selections and helping customers pick out spring rates for their Jag IRS in their, in their 29 Model A. Uh, and there's, there's a huge market out there for that. And uh, we actually got a spring rate calculator on our website uh, that you can go in and you plug in these control arm dimensions to calculate the motion ratio you plug in your corner weight uh, and, and what, how long of a shock you're able to fit in there. And it'll actually help you pick the proper spring rate uh, for your custom application as well. And we got a lot of techs that can help you with that too if you need. Giddy up. Giddy up. Now, where does everybody find you guys, your website, social? Where can they follow you? Yeah, so uh, we're everywhere. Obviously, ridetech.com. It's R-I-D-E-T-E-C-H.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, uh, all of it. And you're going to be on a couple of my cars at some point. <laughs> uh, uh, again, you guys, find them at ridetech.com. Uh, what a great resource, everything you need there, and they're always there to help. we got a lot of friends that work over at Ride Tech, man. We're honored to have them on. So, Darren, I can't thank you enough for your time, for your intelligence, for what you bring to the table. Keep up the great work. Um, I know you've been there for a long time, man. You must have a lot of fun going into work every day, bro. It is nice to be able to, to enjoy what you do for a living. So uh, never imagined it would last this long. I always thought, never realized there was a whole uh, career to be had in this industry, but there is totally. Then, then, hey, we meant to ask you, what, so what's your hot rod? What's your, uh, what do you got hit away in the garage? We got a 70 Chevelle uh, with air ride nice. on it. A lot of our tubular arms and all that stuff. I use it for a lot of development stuff around the shop. And then uh, we got a 69 uh, Mach 1, 428 Super Cobra Jet. 
Ooh. needs restored yet. So it, that's a long-term project there. That's a retirement yeah. project, I think. So. Right on. Hey, <laughs> but you got one. That's yeah. the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Right on, man. And your daily? Um, I got a Duramax Chevy pickup. Yeah, we didn't even get to what Ride Tech is offering for people that, that are hauling loads. We didn't touch on that. Maybe we'll do that on the next one. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Go, go into it for a little bit. Go into it for a little bit because a lot of people don't realize you guys offer this too. So hit it up real fast. So, yeah, uh, helper bags for trucks. Obviously, there's a lot of them out there in the market. But we kind of took it to the next level uh, to create the advanced towing solution. And the, the big part of it, where if you have that much load that you need a more spring rate, you also want to – you're also going to need more dampening. You're going to need more shock to do it. So we, we, we team that up with a set of the Fox 2.0 aluminum shocks. Uh, and then we throw on top of that a full self-leveling compressor kit. Uh, so it operates more like a factory uh, air suspension system. You don't have gauges and switches. It's, it's, there is a manual inflate and deflate, but there's no gauges because you got a smart sensor that's going to constantly level the vehicle out for you. Right on. That's such a change in the ride, too. Yeah. What a big difference that makes. Man. If you're carrying... You know, like me, I got my car hauler and, you know, a big, long 28-foot trailer with my golf cart in it and yeah. <laughs> everything else, man. You definitely can use one of those, and it makes the ride so much more solid feeling on the road when you're driving. For sure. Big Great improvement. Product. All right, again, find it all, ridetech.com, you knuckleheads. Get there, get after it, improve your rides. Um, look, thanks to our guest, our man Darren Shilling from Ride Tech. Don't forget about our show because it's awesome. It's called Two Guys Garage on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Uh, and if you don't see it there, complain like hell. Uh, it's also available on Motor Trend On Demand. Uh, like we said, thanks to our guest, my man Darren Shilling from Ride Tech. He's the product manager there, so look him up. My man Kevin Bird, I'm Willie B, our producer Scoop, and executive producer Bob. Becker. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our, our website because it's pretty awesome too. We got all kinds of show content down there, products that we use, of course, links to all our podcasts. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Guys Garage. Now, Two Guys Garage Podcast is a copyright 2020 Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Now it's got links to all 100 of our podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, Darren, you know you know you were number one hundred, Darren, number one hundred. That is awesome. It's yeah, honored. man. Yeah, nice, nice. Well, look, we appreciate your time, man. Uh, I'm sure some of our uh, our listeners and uh, uh, for sure friends, uh, and even probably myself or Kevin, will be calling you soon uh, to upgrade one of these cars. So, thanks again, man. We definitely appreciate it. And, uh, dude, looking forward to getting some uh, some ride tech under a couple of these muscle cars. It's such a big, stupid difference. It's night and day, man. I love it. <laughs> I, I got it under a couple of our cars. All right, man, I think you got to take us out with a Ric Flair. Oh, two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo-hoo! Yeah, 100, you guys go. folks. Number 100, down. You guys take care. We'll see you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Take care. Two Guys Garage podcast is produced by Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.